Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, we're going to be reading in the King James Version. Amen. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he found anyone in of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what ye must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Lord, take care of my nervousness and use it for your glory. Use my frailty so that I can speak to the broken. Use my shortcomings so I can talk to the backslider. Use my ignorance so I can talk to the unlearned. Use my education so that I can talk to those who may not think that you can do anything for them. I ask for you, Lord, right now to bring a word for your people that convicts but does not condemn, that prunes and trims but does not damage, that exalt us yet allow us to remain humble. We ask for your word to fall on good ground so that we may walk in an elevated state in your glory. We love you, God, and we ask for your word to come forth right now. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, vision changes people, places, and things. Vision changes people, places, and things. I kept struggling with this word. And I just said, I'm going to just change the title. Maybe I can get it. We've been doing it three weeks I'm sure Daniel and Justin and Carmen tired of me switching sermons at the last minute, but hey, I blame it on the Lord. <laughs> it's amazing, though. We taught this chapter within the last two months twice in the same verses, but the wild, the, the amazing thing about the Word of God, it is living. And so you can see the text and have several different sermons in the same day because God is a living God. And the same way that you see Scripture at 19, you shouldn't see it the same way at 39 or 59. And you should be able to look back on your life like David and say, I was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. But this epic encounter takes place in the life of Saul while he was on his way to arrest and imprison the new religious radicals who called themselves Christians and professed to the, be the followers of the crucified and resurrected Messiah, Jesus Christ. To Paul, a devout, devout and highly learned Jew of the dogmatic Pharisaic sect, whom did not believe that the promised Messiah had yet come, these Christian claims were not only sacrilegious, but were outrageous and blasphemy and had to be met with the fury of an unrelenting, unrelenting holy justice in Saul's mind. Be careful of those who express their faith by attacking other people. Oh, yeah, 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 I don't want to hear me, see? Uh, I know some people know how to quote Scripture, and they know all the Scripture and, and, and can walk around like, like, like Denzel in the book of Eli and quote Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, yet the Word is not in their heart. It doesn't matter how much Word you know if you don't live it. Feel 
with this fervor of, of his impassioned missionary journey to slaughter these heretics. Paul is suddenly enveloped in a blinding light from that. It's so powerful. He's knocked off his beast and blinded by the brightness of, the, of God's glory. Isn't it wild how some people can touch people all around, but when they get to you, oh, y'all don't hear me. There, there, there. See, you know what I'm saying? He, he had been going around persecuting people all around, but Damascus was the oldest Christian nation, the oldest Christian city that existed. And so when he tried to get to Damascus, he was knocked off his horse before he got there. I know you shout. Uh, and they probably don't even know that Saul was on his way. But I know you have shouted because you saw the accident God called you to miss. I know you shouted because you saw God keep you and bring you out of hospital room. But every now and then, you ought to just sacrifice and give a sacrifice, sacrificial shout and thank him for the things you have not seen. Because some people have been coming against you your whole life and you don't even know it. Have you ever got a promotion and didn't realize that? People were trying to keep you from it until you got there. Have you ever been around somebody? You told them all your business because you thought they were your friend. You told them everything. Come to find out they tried to destroy you, but they couldn't destroy you because God had his hands on you. And he said, you cannot touch my anointed. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know God love you, and it's so funny that God would imprison his people when they were disobedient and, and punish them, and then when he felt like the punishment was enough, he got mad at the same folk he ordained to lock them up. <laughs> God will handle your enemies even when he send them to you. I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. But it's also important to note that even though Paul could not fully see what was being revealed to him in this vision, he does clearly hear the voice of God. Sometimes you can't see God, but you can hear God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You might not see the evidence is coming, but, 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 but you, you can feel and hear him. I was watching Pinocchio uh, the other day or yesterday, and it's funny how I watched Pinocchio before and talked to kids on it, but this time I saw it because they just wanted to get Tom Hanks a check for no reason because it was the same Pinocchio. I could have held a little dog. I can do that. Yeah, but anyway, they, they, they did it, but, but the thing was, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy the Cricket is, is, is a, 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 the, the conscience of, of, of Pinocchio. And, and every now and then, uh, Pinocchio outruns his conscience. And Jimmy the Cricket gets lost. And every time he's trying to catch up with him, it's, it's, a, it's a figurative way of them showing you that every now and then, you will get away from your conscience. Even though you know what's right and wrong, sometimes the voice gets further and further away. And that's why I'm so glad that even though I outrun my conscience, that grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I'm so glad that when I did something that justice should have hung me, but mercy cut the rope because God, oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm just so glad that God calls me righteous, even though I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, let, me, uh, let me talk about it. Uh, Paul begins a process of transformation. He completely changed when he... He stopped trying to kill Christians, and then he became an apostle and began to, to, to teach. He says, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, being in the process of proving is, is good, see, and acceptable. And, and some people look at his weakness. Uh, Got to talk to the old school. See, old school, you, you know, you had to be holy back in the day, and you had to hurry up and be holy before somebody found out that you weren't holy. 
That's how church was. And, and if you say, God ain't finished with me yet, they looked at that like a bad thing. But we all, none of us are ever finished yet. You will never be finished until you see him in his fullness. Translation, until the day you die, you will never be perfect. Come on, somebody. I know, I know your mama laid the first brick for New Beach Grove Baptist Church back in 1925, and you've been here even though you ain't but 70. You was 20 years old when they laid the first brick mathematically everything you did everything you was there with all the founding fathers you were right there under the beech nut tree you planted the beech nut tree that where new beach grove started i know you did i know you were right there but you need to understand that there always was a journey and if it was not for god on your side you would not you better stop looking down your nose at other people because at the end of the day we all fall short of the glory of god that's what James said, James said, we all fall short of his glory. But we not, he's not finished with us yet. But the funny thing about it is we say we're not finished, but we paint in broad brush strokes. We don't give us the detailed scribblings of our lives because if we were to tell you what we struggle with, Oh, see, it's, it's in church. You can get up and say, the Lord ain't finished with me. I got a thorn in my side like Paul. But if you name what that thorn is, yeah, 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 don't hear me. Old schooler, get up there in front of church and say, if I couldn't say a word. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you know you need to keep your mouth shut. You got to be careful about who you confess your sins to. You got to talk to somebody you can trust because at the end of the day, all you got to do is go talk to God because the veil was broken from the top to the bottom. I don't have to go sit in a booth and talk to a priest and he tell me how many Hail Marys I got to throw up. I don't have to sit up there and go talk to any pastor about anything. I hate when people try to catch me before the word goes forth and tell me all about their problems. I know a God that will solve your problem without me. You don't even need to hear a sermon from me and God can take care of you. Yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. Yeah. In the beginning, we were made in his image, but when we fail from that image, we sinned, we were separated from him by sin. It is in this state we see Paul, whom God surely is not finished with, yet of a religious sect who thought they could be holy under God, separated out of God by their own obedience to the law. And now Paul, the indignant legalistic, was on his way to Damascus to kill those who professed to having seen the fulfiller of the law and seen how far short they had fallen from God's glory and had believed on the revelation of the one who had regenerated them to be transformed in his image. You not. God regenerated you. God changed you and made you new. And even though you keep, you know what I love about God? He called you righteous. You ain't. I ain't either. I hate when preachers get up here and act like they're perfect. You ain't perfect. You messed up. Just because I'm called the pastor don't mean I'm any better than you. It's just what God called me to do. It's what he gifted me in, and he called me to pastor. But I'm a man just like you. I'm human just like you. We all fall short of his glory. I might be like Peter every now and then, and you say something wrong to me, I talk to you just like Peter did. Say whatever you want to say on Sunday, but come Monday, I don't know. <laughs> what? I might turn on the cheek here, but on Monday, no, give you buck. Look. <laughs> trying to help somebody. You got to be careful of folk that think attacking people is good. See, first of all, God cannot be explained. He must be revealed. See, you cannot allow your perspective to be limited to one sphere of influence. Some people think the whole world violent because they live on 22nd Street and they've been past 25th. And you want to narrow the whole world to your five blocks of influence. Y'all don't hear me. You, 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 you can't, you can't, not even spiritually, in how you think you ought to believe him. 
See, this is the thing. Stop trying to explain God to people because they won't understand. That's why you have to have a testimony because people don't understand why in the world you getting up on Sunday morning. You could be going to play golf. You could be watching the football game. You could be sipping on some my ties on the beach, but you at church to take your tangible money and give it to an invisible God. So, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. They think you crazy, but they don't understand. Once I taste God, once I see God, once I know God has brought me out of my situation. There's nothing I can explain to you. I, oh, y'all better watch out. Because the blind man, when they said, who healed you? He said, I don't know who this Jesus is. All I know is I was blind and now I see. Got time to be explaining to you. I was healed. Got time to try to explain it? I can't explain God. He's omnipotent, omniscient. He, he's been here forever. He, before time ever was, he was already here. Before there was a beginning, he was already here. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Ah, you, not intellectually. See, the problem is we try to rationalize everything because God, God's dumbest ways is smarter than any man's smartest ways. It didn't make sense for me to open up my real estate company in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. Made no sense. I had on gloves and a mask. Couldn't even hardly talk to the clients. Everybody had on the N95. They didn't have on little fashionable stuff. Looking like I got a hazmat suit on trying to go show a house. And people were laughing at me because but God had told me I couldn't do real estate a whole eight years when I was here. But said you can open it right now in the pandemic. Made no sense at all, but you lean not on your own understanding because when God, see the Bible says he orders your steps in his word and can I tell you something, if you don't see his word right there, you better not put your foot on it, you gotta walk wherever God tell you to go, oh y'all don't hear me, it made no sense for me to catch that midnight train from Georgia, come up here to take a $30,000 pay cut, leave my real estate company, leave my, my, my school, leave being a principal, leave all the influence I had in Atlanta and come here for a church that was going to have me on a year probation with some crazy bylaws. Every pastor told me not to go, but God said, who called you? And if I called you, you better go where I send you. Oh, you don't hear me? And even though I let the real estate go, he gave it back to me. Good measure, blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Oh, you better watch out because God will do something in your life if you give it to him. Those, oh, those who find their life will lose it, but those who lose their life will find it. <laughs> See, God has a way of doing things that he want to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's funny. I look at my sermons. I might get 200 likes and 300 people, they watch it. But when I do the community service, 20,000 and 30,000 folk will watch the video. Why? Because at the end of the day, even though God called me to preach, he wanted to add something else onto me. If you seek ye first, uh, y'all don't hear me. Vision is what transforms you. Vision is what changes you. And you can't have a vision unless you know God because he gives you the vision for your life. If you don't know who made you, you're not going to know who you are. You got to know who you are, then he'll show you who you are. Trying to be like everybody. Everybody be talking about how, why when you do the basketball, it goes so good. Because that's what God told me to do. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm trying to do what other people do. When people call me crazy for doing it. <laughs> Let me get back into my sermon. God is beyond our natural mind's ability to see and understand. <laughs> that we can only see him by the hope-filled substance of our faith. Now look, now faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. I, 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 God, I know God through my faith. So even if you can't, if you receive God through knowledge, you really don't know him. 
Yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. See, 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 when, when they said we couldn't have this building, I knew we was going to have the building. They said they only wanted to sell this building and that building over there. They didn't want to sell us the big building. But I said, no, this is what God said. I had Trusty Shaw with me. Trusty Shaw was nervous because he thought he was going to lose all his friends because they kept telling me that they didn't want to sell it. And I kept telling me, them, that's what God told me. Walked around the building in the midst of the rain. They saw me on camera and said, you know what? I believe God did say give you the rest of this. Come on, somebody, because faith is the substance. If my faith tells me, then it's real. If my faith told me I was going to have it, that's all I need to know because faith is the substance and faith is the evidence. It's real. It's as real as this screen. It's as real as this pulpit. I don't have to see it, baby. If God showed me that it was going to happen, God would bring it to pass. If God told me I was going to have that job, it is mine, whether I'm qualified or not. Because if God told me, it shall come to pass. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So if I got faith, it makes it real. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Remember I told you the little G God of this world, the word world comes from the Greek word, which comes from the Greek word cosmos, which means the order or the arrangement of things, where you get cosmetology makeup from, where the movie set is, which means the devil, the little G God of this world is over the props. He makes it look like you're not going to make it, but he can't stop you. See, see y'all, 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 y'all ain't hearing me. You're not hearing me because look, 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 look. God can't be moved because he's too big. He's omnipresent. The devil can't hide God. He can only try to close your eyes. Oh, but you better tell somebody once I see God, once I experience God, taste and see what the Lord has done. Oh, my God, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God is about to do in your life. Can I just get 20 believers in here that understand that when God tells you, you shall have it, you better give a sacrifice of praise and say it shall. My healing is mine. My office is mine. My house is mine. My spouse is mine. You better start claiming it. Hey. He only can blind you. And because 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says, but it was, the gospel was hid. You can read it yourself, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 uh, uh, through 6. I don't feel like reading it. I'll read it yourself. He spoke to you because you special. Some other folk, he hid it because they didn't want to listen. But you hear God because you special. See, I had to learn that I had to get rid of some of the campaign folk around me. And I had to surround myself with kingdom people because I can't walk. I would be, see, I'm always busy. You always see me everywhere, but I'm never tired because I go where God tells me to go. But then I started going where everybody else. Maybe that's why God wanted me to watch Pinocchio. I want to be a real boy. I, and maybe the puppet masters kept trying to take me down the way I shouldn't have been going. And I was tired because everybody was telling me go to this meeting, go to that meeting but God said I'm the one called you to do this I don't care if it's church I don't care if it's politics, I don't care if it's real estate you better do what I say so when you walk with God you can be like Pinocchio, there are no strings on me <laughs> Oh, huh. I'm somewhere else. God wants to take you somewhere, but you keep trying to drive yourself. Them bumper stickers, tie them up. God is my co-pilot. If you ain't your pilot, you're going to crash. It sounds cute, God is my co-pilot. This is crazy. 
You're not normal. You're not average. You're chosen by God. Jesus will come reveal himself to you all by yourself. You might not get saved while I'm preaching. I know that ain't popular by Pastor God. We need job security. But God can save you at a crack house with a needle in your arm. God can save you on the way to Damascus to kill some Christians. God can save you at the club when you drunk like it's hot and look back and saw how old that man was you was grinding on and say, Lord, I know you got something better for me in my life. I'm... <laughs> Y'all saw, y'all saw where, not seeing nothing wrong with bumming and grinding got R. Kelly. Come on now. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong. You do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Excuse me. All the sophisticated people start coming at 8 o'clock <laughs> because it's something about this crowd that... Because, you know, the anointing try to save everybody and your neighbor got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Don't say nothing to them, but they got a problem. Had to become all things to all people. And at 11 o'clock just make me change. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Look at this. Hebrews 2, 9 and 10 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are, were, are all things, in bringing many sons of the glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. See, look here. He... He was made a little bit lower than the angels. If, if, if Jesus could lower himself, why can't you? Ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus was on the streets of gold, getting waited on hand and foot, didn't have no problems, didn't have to deal with COVID, didn't have to deal with walking down the street with sandals, and didn't have to use the bathroom, just chilling. Now, he walked out of infinite time and space, walked down 42 burning generations, enrolled himself in the flesh, came out, Emmanuel, God is with us, again, to bring the fruition of soteriological dispensation, that there be no shedding of blood, there be no remission of sins. And while we were yet sinners, he became the perpetuation for our sin. He died for us, right? Some people don't want to die for their mama, but he died for you, right? He did all that. And, 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 and you, some of us don't have our blessing because nine times out of ten, the first step to a kingdom blessing is down. Ooh. People call me crazy. You finna go up there and take a $30,000 pay cut? Is you crazy? No, I'm just scared of God. That's all. He said go. He got to work it out. If it's his will, it's his bill. Huh? If it's his vision, he got to give me that provision. Look at y'all know this. I, I'm starting to, starting to talk more, but when God told me to run, I'm like, how I'm going to run? I'm an introvert. But, you know, got Jennifer, she going to knock on doors. Yeah. Miss Ross, she going to make every business give me signs to let them. You going to let my pastor put a sign here. If they say no, she go back. I'm going to go back tomorrow. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, God surrounds you with people that'll help you with your weakness. Your problem is you won't step out there because you don't know how to let nothing go. When I learn how to let my real estate company go, let my teaching job go, let my principal job, whatever God has given me, I'm willing to let it go because he's the one that gave me the power to attain wealth anyway. If you learn how to let some things go that God has blessed you with, he'll give it back to you. See, the problem is God trying to let y'all know he ain't no sugar daddy. He don't want you to love the blessing more than the blessor. 
And whatever he give you, if you're not willing to give it up, it's an idol, and he'll take it away from you. Ooh, it just hit me. Ooh. Can I talk to some preachers? Sometimes your idol can be church. I'm just keeping it real. Sometimes we are worshiping the church more than we worship God. Y'all don't hear me. I'm just talking to people like me. I'm talking to ministry folk because sometimes ministry folk get addicted to the church. Trying to help somebody. You want to be on every auxiliary. You want to be on every ministry. Yeah. When you going to go home to your wife? When you going to go home to your husband? Your husband don't like me because you always here and ain't here half the time you are. Always over there, newbies grow. What Pastor saying over there? Oh, no, ain't there. <laughs> Trying to help somebody. <laughs> you know what? Everybody who quotes scripture hangs and hasn't seen him. See, having your own mind's knowledge of scripture is not necessarily an indicator of being a Christian. The light must be shined in your heart to truly see his face. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the, in the face of Jesus Christ. Look here, a verbal confession of Jesus Christ by itself does not say. The confession must be with your mouth and your heart. Oh, y'all yeah, yeah, don't hear me. I'm going to read the verse, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. The King James Version says, Not everyone who said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in the day, in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Pastor can go to hell too. I'm like, I ain't trying to preach y'all and go to hell. Be like that by my bring me some water. Uh -uh. See, this is the whole thing. See, see, this is why when people, see, I'm a, I'm a, this, is, this, is, this is a word for the haters who think that I be trying to do certain stuff I ain't supposed to do. Oh, you doing this with the money. You doing this. Shut your mouth. That's why you're here. The Bible in James says, be careful of those who become teachers because you will be judged more harsh than others. And some people think they're talking about haters. They're not talking about haters. What they're talking about is this. He's saying it's a hotter place in hell for you if you lead my people astray. So when I tell you this, the reason why I study, the reason why I read, the reason why I pray, the reason why I fast, the reason why I bring it up to you if I'm trying to do something that, that might not be in the trajectory of the church, I, I, I talk to y'all, should I run, should I do this, is because if I lead you astray, there's a hotter place in hell for me. I ain't trying to lead you nowhere. You ain't supposed to go because hell is hot. I'm sweating now and it's wintertime. <laughs> water baptism alone does not save, but you must be born of water and of the Spirit. Uh, let me read this. <clears throat> Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Baptism by itself don't save you. How, how they say, Miss Mary, back in the day, they say you can go down a dry center, come up a wet center, or a devil, or whatever. Whatever they used to say, you, you know. That, that's what they would say. 
But the thing about it is, remember Cornelius, we talked about him about three or four weeks ago. Cornelius, remember Peter, had God showed him a vision of this food to eat, and he told Peter, get up, kill, and eat. But Peter never got up, killed, and ate. You can eat whatever you want, but that ain't why. Some of y'all say, I can eat. He told Peter, get up, kill, and eat. Well, he ain't killing nothing, he ain't eating it. So you want to keep eating pork chop sandwich for breakfast, that's on you. <laughs> Pig feet cereal and all that. But anyway... <laughs> he never got up, killed, and ate. The vision did not come clear to him until he met Cornelius, who was a Gentile. Because at first, God was only trying to save the Jews, but they weren't listening. So then he said, I'm going to adopt the Gentiles into it. And so when he went to Cornelius' house, Cornelius caught the spirit before he was even baptized. Oh, y'all don't hear me? Like I said, you can catch the spirit in a crack house. You can be in a drunk stupor at a bar. You can be about to shoot somebody and God change your life. You can be in a motorcycle accident, almost lose your life, and God sanctify you right there. It does not have to be the traditional church setting where you get saved. Yes, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together, but God can save you anywhere. He can save you at a football game. He can save you at a baseball game. He can save you at a restaurant. He can save you on a high, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, in a drowning stupor in the midst of your own vomit. God can save you anywhere. He adopted you. Now, everybody who's born in this world has a purpose and God wanted you. But some people, your mama and daddy didn't mean to have you. It was in the back of the Cadillac, sneaking away from their mom. It was in the Cutlass. It was in the attic somewhere. It was in the park. I don't know where they were, but they were practicing, but didn't want to finish. Just saying, keeping it 100. I know it got quiet, but whatever. I don't care. The truth. God love, God love you though. I love you. But if you were adopted, you know they wanted you. Because when you adopted, they got to go through the process. They got to go through the paperwork. They got to go through the interview. They got to go through the scrutiny of people looking at their bank accounts, looking at their background, asking their neighbor about them, asking their job. They got to go through all this stuff, and it's so invasive. And so when you adopt somebody, you know you want them. God adopted you even though you was a sinner. God adopted you. He drew you out of that sugar daddy's bed. He drew you out of that crack house. He drew you out of your lion cell. He drew you out of the club. He drew you out of your alcoholism. He drew you. The only reason you're here is because he drew you. I don't care how long you've been saved. He drew you. He drew you out of your mess because he loved you. That's how special you are. Can I tell you how special you are, you so special, God will walk through this whole crowd just to come get the one person he's looking for. Remember Doubting Thomas? Doubting Thomas said, I won't believe unless Jesus come back and God won't, he'll walk all over these steps just to get to you. That's how special you are. He loves you that much. If there was not a me, he'll still love you. If there was not a you, he still would have died. For me, that's how special you are. God will leave the whole 99 and go get the one. That's how special you are. God will leave everybody just to find you. That's how important you are. Doubt in Thomas didn't believe. Doubt in Thomas used to be ride or die. When Jesus wanted to go back to Lazarus' house, he said, let's go. We had just died with him. He was a ride or die person, but he had a weak moment. And God said, I'll come back and get him. Remember when the angel came to see the, the, the women, he said, go tell the disciples and Peter. Even though Peter had messed up, God said, I'm going to find him. I need you to go find him and let him know I forgive Give him, I'm still going to use him. The Bible says in Matthew, he says, hey, master, didn't you plant good seeds in the field? And the master said, yes. And the servant said, well, why does it have tares? 
And the, the Lord uh, says, an enemy has done this. And then the servant said, do you want me to go take the tares up? And the Lord said, no, because if you uproot the tares, you might root up the wheat with it. Can I let you know something? I know you look like a tear, but God know you wheat, and so he keep letting you be there. I know you living like hell right now. I know you keep dropping it like it's hot. I know you keep going to the club and getting drunk and finding everybody you want to take home that night, but at the end of the day, baby, you still wheat. You not a tear. God is going to mature you, and when you grow up, God is going to use you mightily. He said, don't you dare try to take up the tear with your judgmental sin. Don't you dare pull up the tan with your church acting self. Don't you dare pull up the chair with your holy and thou self. Leave them tans alone because at the end of the day, baby, when I get a hold of them on the road to Damascus, I'm going to change them. I'm going to regenerate them. I'm going to get them a new mind in Christ Jesus. Old school said it like this. He'll pick you up turn you around place your feet on solid ground if you wait you're not a tear you wait I'm trying to get you out of here see I don't be caring when we get out because the Falcons lose all the time so ain't no reason for me to rush out of church the time we went to the Super Bowl, we got out early. Then we lost. We stay in church again. I'm hating on all y'all. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna see the game. Now, so you're not gonna make it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm about to be done. <laughs> You saw the game now that newbies grow over time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Paul was going to kill the Christians. And, and, and it's funny, don't let anybody judge your salvation story. Because, first of all, the same way he called you righteous, he called him righteous. We ain't righteous. He just called us that. Right? Now, people didn't call me a whole bunch of things, but I don't know if they call me righteous. Right? He calls you righteous, but you're not. He calls me righteous, but I'm not. You just justify by faith. If somebody breaking your house and they try to kill you and you kill them, it's still a homicide. It's just justifiable homicide. You still kill somebody, but it's justifiable. Right? It didn't change that you kill somebody. It just changed the consequence. And so when people try to judge you and say you call yourself a Christian and you mess up, you let them know you better put on that Donna McClurgan. Uh, saint ain't nothing but a sinner that fell down and got back up again. We all fall short of the glory of God. What are you talking about? Peter. Yeah, so Peter was trying to tell Paul, you ain't never walked with Jesus. How are you preaching the gospel and taking it to the Gentiles? Nobody told you to do that. And Paul said, I was on the way to kill you and your mom in Damascus. I'm sure that's what he said. It ain't in there, but I'm telling you that's what he said. I don't want to kill you and your mama. <laughs> but God told me to stop. And I saw the light. And he saved me. He said, take my gospel everywhere around the world, especially the Gentiles. Peter finally caught the revelation after he got that, 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 that vision of don't you call anything unclean that I made clean. And then he left Paul alone. But just because you say one way don't mean I can't get saved another way. Right? God teaches in, in, in us in our own level because he has a personal relationship with us. 
So, so now, look at Cornelius. Cornelius caught the Holy Ghost before he got baptized. When Peter went to Cornelius' house, they started praying in the Spirit, hadn't even been baptized. Can I tell you something? God can touch you anywhere. And I say this a lot, but I got to go through it because I used to teach science, and I always just wonder. God spoke the world into existence. My God, I told you, how in the world the world round? It's round. That means we standing sideways. That's what it means. It means we standing like this, like... Like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm saying that we standing, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you like that. <laughs> Man, I better go home. It's time to go home. Hold on. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's how it is. Because we standing sideways. But the world spins at such a speed that it keeps us on with the gravitational pull. But it doesn't spin so fast that it throws us in the atmosphere. The earth is close enough to the sun uh, so we won't freeze, but not too close that we burn up. How is that? He spoke it. He spoke the star into existence, and some of them shooting stars burn out, but the sun never has. How in the world the sun ain't burn out? Other stars did because he knew what we needed. My God, the water stays on the shore. How does it know to stop? Because he spoke it. The sky stay up there. Even though the sky high, we can see it. You can't touch the sky. I know the rapper said it. You can't. You can go up there, but you can't touch it. How in the world does the sky you can see, you can't touch it with your hands? Huh? How does he do that? How the clouds just stay there? Rain and come back up with photosynthesis. How does the seed work in dirt and the sun don't even touch it? But it still reaches up to the sun even though the light ain't going through the ground. How? It needs the sun, right? But you planted it where the sun don't shine. But the sun still make it grow. But it need light because if you take this tree out the light, it don't grow. But it started off not in light. But he spoke it. He's, he spoke the lion. He spoke the bear. He spoke the bird that can fly. He spoke the eagle. How an eagle can, can grab a daggone gazelle and take it to the nest. How a bird do that? A bird. My God, he spoke it to in existence. And, 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 and we still don't understand. All the stuff about light is in waves and particles and particles in waves. We don't know. We're still trying to figure it out. We still don't know other galaxies, but he spoke it. But he loves you so much, he didn't speak you, although he could. He reached down and formed you with his own hands, made you in his image, took you and breathed the, the Ruach into you, his spirit. The Holy Spirit, greater is he who is in you than he was in the world because the part of God himself lives in you because it, it's the Holy Spirit. And that's why you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because God himself lives in you. You can't lose because God has empowered you with so much power. You just let the devil fool you. If God speaks all these things in existence that we can't even explain, but he wanted to form you with his own hands, breathe himself into you, and gave so much of himself to you that he had to rest after he made you. And you worried about gas prices. And he made you with his hands. And you worry about Republicans and Democrats. And he made you with his hands. He died on the cross and rose on the third day, became sin for you so you would not perish but have everlasting life. And you worried about racism. And you worried about gangs. And you worried about police brutality when God covers you. If he loves you that much, then he could, he could have just spoke you into existence. Huh? Some folk, you text all the time. 
but you call some vote because you want to talk to them. Come on, somebody. Because everybody can't have all your energy. God did not give all of his creations, none of his creation, any of the attention he gave you. None. He spoke a lion. How in the world a lion got a mane and stuff? How I do that? How in the world do goats get up on the tree limbs? You see it? If you really goats can get up on tree limbs, well, go, go travel. How in the world did the cows be on the side of the mountain and I can hardly be with my two feet and they got four feet on the side of a cliff? How does a cow get on a thousand hills? How? Because God spoke it. But if all those things that he spoke can happen, what about the man and women, the men and women he made with his own hands? He made you with his hands. He gave you a purpose with his hands. He gave you a vision. And the vision God gave you can transform anything. One person, one man, one woman can make a difference. Ask Dr. King. Ask Moses. Ask Joshua. Ask Jacob. Ask Mega Evers. Ask Mandela. One man, one woman. Ask Joan of Arc. Ask Princess Diana. Ask George Meyer. Ask him. Ask T.D. Jakes. One man, one woman can make a difference. Because the power of the vision in you. But when you don't have vision, what happens? The people perish. And they cast off all restraint. The vision gives you restraint because vision will make you say no far more than you say yes. If you're a visionary, a lot of people are going to be mad at you because you have to say no to stay on the path God gave you. I want you to be bold. I want you to walk in your power. I want you to walk in the vision God gave you because your vision is transformational. There's transformational power in vision. And vision can change people. Vision can change places. Vision can change things. Because God gives you a vision. Because when he gives you a vision, he knows that it'll make you more focused and you will have to call on him to fulfill it. Amen. Amen. It is finished.